your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at me. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, your source for common sense conservative values. It is great to be with you. A trouncing so historic, the Associated Press called the race yesterday in Iowa for Donald Trump after 31 minutes. That was better than, better than Brett Baer calling Arizona with only 6% of the vote. And Biden, get right, or whatever happened. It's crazy. You knew it was going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We are not surprised, but there's a lot of nuance to this story, and we're going to give it to you. We're going to give you Nikki. We're going to give you Ron DeSantis. We're going to give you Vivek. We've got three great live interviews today. Among them, Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman who has been so inspired by being treated so poorly that he wants to run for Congress. Interesting times, my friends. And we are delighted to bring this information to you. If you're new, Wendy Bell Radio Network app, watch the live stream, join in the chat. Wendy Bell Radio podcast, get it, share it, like us, five-star review us. But whatever you do, keep on coming back as you are always welcome. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, as we get started, Iowa's 99 counties. I think it's good to put up an overlay, which I will describe to those of you who are listening and not watching the video stream, to show you just how much Donald Trump slaughtered the competition yesterday. 99 counties, Donald Trump with 51%. He won 98 of the counties, ladies and gentlemen, in Iowa, losing only one to Nikki Haley by one singular vote. So that is the picture of what it is. I don't think you and I are amazed. We're not blown away. We're not, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Dot, dot, dot. Because this is the culmination of years of suck, of a ridiculous, tyrannical, authoritarian, dictatorial, elitist snob class of leaders in this country. And we're done. We're done. So you're going to hear all sorts of voices today. We're going to play some Joy Reid, some Rachel Maddow, some people who are very, very upset and shocked. Oh, my gosh. Those of us who are not shocked, we're grateful that Vivek Ramaswamy did the right thing yesterday 
This guy has been a nonstop machine. Many of us have opined. Perhaps he was a proxy for Donald Trump. Don't think that's the case. But the youngest dude on the stage at any of those debates is the one today who is speaking the truth the most, calling for an American first, America first movement, a coalescing of we the people who have freaking had enough to do what needs to be done. And that is this. Listen to Vivek last night after coming in fourth. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America first candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory and Now, going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. And so I'm going to ask you to follow me in taking our America First movement to the next level. Think about where we have come from. Think about what we have gone through. Think about you personally, what you have endured running interference for your kids at school, struggling to stay afloat in your business, managing many of you loved ones during COVID who slipped through the cracks. Think about what you've been through. Think about what you're paying. Think about who has invaded our country. Think about the drugs. Think about the crime. And then think about the excuses and the finger pointing and the nonsense and the madness. And now think about this. We have an alternate government already in position. People who were flushed out of their individual fields, some whose names you know, others you may never know, who quietly and without fanfare walked away from the madness and the mandates and the edicts and the overreach and the nonsense and the crappy science and the talking heads and all of it. And they left their fields, whether they were forced out because they refused to acquiesce or they left voluntarily. We have these people in position. Think about some of the names that I'm going to think about at the top of my head. Scott Pressler. A man who has single-handedly galvanized a Republican machine with signing up voters. The guy is a one-man wrecking crew. We have him. We have Rogan O'Handley. He goes by the handle uh, DC Drano on Twitter, who has spoken tirelessly the truth, who shares insider information and drops it in such a way that we understand we're on track. How about all of the whistleblowers for the FBI, for the IRS, for the DOJ, for every Joseph Ziegler and Gary Shapley? There are dozens, if not hundreds or thousands of others. How about Cash Patel, who has been tireless in his efforts to speak truth? Jonathan Turley at George Washington University. Isn't that where he is? He's a professor. He is a he's a truth teller. I don't even care if he's a Republican. He tells the truth. Think about Mike Flynn. Think think about Jake Chansley. What he has seen. What he could share. The knowledge he has. Think about Matt Kim. 
The gentleman, the young social media influencer and podcaster who was absorbed into the Trump campaign after reportedly Ron DeSantis' campaign shut him out. Think about his ideas, his reach, his everything. How about Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General in Florida, the first to put his foot down and say no more of this craziness with COVID. Stop the shots. Think about him. Think about Michael Schellenberg or Matt Taibbi. Think about Julie Kelly, who's been on this program, who has been dogged in her defense and her digging up details about the malicious prosecution of the January 6th prisoners. Think about all those people who are still twisting in the D.C. gulag. Think about Simon Ateba from Today News Africa. He's emerged as a voice of honesty. How about even Bill Ackman? Dude's not even a Republican, but he's pushing back against the suck of higher education. I think about Peter McCullough and Pierre Corey and Dr. Simone Gold and our friend Dr. Scott Jensen in Minnesota. William Mackis, truth tellers about COVID and about your well-being and health. How about Tom Renz? Going after the Department of Defense for pushing a poison on people and then trying to cover up the collateral damage. Think about people in Hollywood. Not many, but they're there. James Woods, Rob Schneider, Roseanne Barr, Kevin Sorbo. Think about Catherine Engelbrecht, Greg Phillips, exposing all of this garbage with our elections. Dinesh D'Souza. With his filmmaking skills, think about our friends. Brandon Strzok, Sam Faddis, former CIA ops guy. Tireless, Jack Maxey, first person to look at that Hunter Biden laptop. How about even Chris Hume from the Lancaster Patriot, willing to tell the truth about a farmer being shut down. And still nobody in the national news is talking about Amos Miller. Think about Oscar and Wayne and Peter Sweden. Think about Enrico Tario, Enrique Tario and Kelly Meggs. Think about Tucker Carlson. The libs of TikTok, Terrence K. Williams, all of these people, voices that you and I have found who with us have broken free from the establishment of garbage, the never ending hamster wheel of suck. We've gone beyond the headlines. We've turned off the televisions. We stopped those subscriptions. We found new places to share to seek, to find, to grow, to become educated, to fact check each other and to stand on firm ground triumphantly. And yes, I know sometimes it feels like you're freaking alone and you're standing on that hill and you're all by yourself, but you're not, not by a long shot. No matter what goes on with President Trump, no matter what happens in the months ahead, we are unbeatable and they know it when we come back ladies and gentlemen so much for that uh you know safest most secure election in history shtick so cnn takes a poll at the iowa caucuses guess kind of like straw poll just kind of for craps and giggles right how many of you believe that the 2020 election was rightly won by joe biden uh-oh what are they even admitting now it was rigged? Oh, buckle up. We're just getting started. You're tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I know, I feel it. You feel it too, right? 
This is just the beginning. I'm not going to go over all the details. You know, Trump absolutely destroyed everybody. We knew he would. Only people who've been living under a rock or watching MSNBC and CNN would be like, what? (gasps) I can't believe it. Everybody else is like, duh. Haven't you been paying attention? We've been telling you. Hey, CNN and MSNBC, look at your ratings. They suck for a reason. Because you do. Hey, New York Times, scratching their head. Washington Post. What? Why are we losing $100 million every year? Because nobody trusts you. Breitbart.com headline CNN Iowa entrance poll. 68%. Believe Joe Biden did not legitimately win that election. What? 68% of Iowa caucus goers do not believe President Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election, while 30% think he did. A CNN entrance poll found on Monday night. So hours ago. Oh, crap. This isn't what we were expecting. The poll also asked respondents if former President Donald Trump is fit for the presidency, even if convicted of a crime. 64% said he was, while 34% said no. The top issue for Republican caucus goers, immigration, 40%. Followed by the economy, 35, foreign policy, 11, and abortion at 11. I'm surprised it's that high. Among Republicans who caucus, Trump was also the early winner per the CNN entrance poll with 53%. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis plays second, 21. Nikki Haley, 18. It's about how it all shook out. Now, look, this is just a handful. This is 311 GOP caucus goers across 45 different caucus locations, right? How can everybody, the majority, going away majority, all see what people on the left either refuse to see, lie to themselves about, or are so corrupt and desperate to cover, they've run themselves in circles and now into the ground. This is where we are. Entrance polls, valuable tool to help us understand caucus goers, demographic profiles, political views, blah, blah, blah. 68%. So there is a statute of limitations on the lie that Joe Biden won 2020. And there's going to be a shift in the degree to which people feel comfortable coming out and openly saying that. Because you got your folks in the background who see people like me get fired again and again and again from various jobs, television and radio, multiple times, because I dared to say the obvious thing. Houston, we have a problem. There is a limited window for that fear to work, sadly. Sadly, it's in the years that window is closing. We're going to have more stories coming up, ladies and gentlemen, in the months ahead. Not that I'm breaking, that I will gladly share with you. Because there's going to have to be a distancing from what happened in 2020. There's going to have to be people who come out of the woodwork who say, 
I know what happened in my precinct. And I was afraid to say something because I saw how the machine crashes down on people who speak up. But I'm going to do it now because I see it's safe. And this is what I experienced. Blech. And you're going to have the entire American electorate who's awake. And that would be all of you. Questioning every single move going forward. If Donald Trump can win with more than 20 percent, by more than 20 percent, the biggest margin ever in Iowa, greater than Bob Dole's. Can you even remember that that dude was popular at some time? Really? If that is where we're going to start from, you know where this is going. And Ron DeSantis, I hope, I hope you do something smart here. One thing smart. You've got one option to save your political future. And it is to align with Donald Trump. You are not going to win. You are not going to beat him. You are just going to piss off everybody who's angry, who's been beaten down, who's been stolen from, who've been infected, who've been told they should become addicted, who should stop trying. Who should allow the state to intervene with their children? Who should subscribe to a philosophy of American mediocrity? And these people will not let you in. The one thing you can do is get out, join Donald Trump, and hope to God that that man makes you his vice president. Period. You might not like to hear that. And that's okay. Nikki Haley is a zero. She is not for America. She is not for you. She is for Nikki Haley. I want someone who bleeds red, white, and blue. And that is one path. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio Network, we're going to walk through some sound. Small snippet of sound from Donald Trump. You know what he says. A subdued and serious and laser-focused man who knows the task ahead, which is to save America from it is its certain destruction. Him and the left, the media, losing their minds and behaving so childishly. I got it all next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So the Donald Trump we heard last night, I freely admit I was in bed, but you go through all of the sound bites, social media, what have you. I don't know why anybody is still paying attention to any of the mainstream stuff. Because it's it's terrible. And quite frankly, it doesn't end. And, and there's not an epiphany in the world of quote unquote journalism, which I take very personally. Because I was a journalist for decades of my life. And then I watched what happened to the industry. And it had probably been going on while I was in it, probably before I got into it. And I was too busy having my family to see it. The bias. The sock. 
Like that, that doesn't stop until these people lose everything. Until the Washington Post loses $200 million a year. And the New York Times subscriptions absolutely flatline. It ends when we say it ends. It ends when we do a German trucker slash farmer deal. That's when it ends. Trump last night, he's different. He's different. He's laser focused. And he has a plan. And he's been working on it. He's had the time to work on it while juggling multiple indictments. And and let's think about that. Think about how absolutely defeating it is for these voices on the left who you're soon going to hear from. To have spent so much time, so much energy, so many lawyers digging through nuances of this section of this amendment of the blah, 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 to come up with some cockamamie harebrained reason as a Hail Mary attempt to disqualify Donald Trump and prevent him from doing what he's no, no doubt going to do to, to see <laughs> a Donald Trump who is laser focused and resolved. It's exciting to see. I want you to hear him last night. Here is a, a brief snippet of him telling the truth about what I just said. More than half of the battle in doing the right job for America is simply living in a country where we have a press that tells the truth. Where there are voices that tell the freaking truth. And that is exactly in what, 10 seconds? What Donald Trump said last night, and he's right. Go. Would, if the fake news would become real and honest news, 90% of our problems in this country would be solved. They would be solved. I agree 100%. 100%. I was doing some homework last night since we're having Jake Chansley, the QAnon shaman, as you know him, congressional uh, candidate in Arizona's 8th District. I was doing some research on him, and I I found a story in uh, Arizona Central. It's a website. And and I read this article about him, and it was the most disgusting, disparaging, uh, snarky, petty, liberal piece of garbage. And so I wrote the reporter, and I said, I just... I'm so disappointed when I read stuff like like you wrote. It's not fair. It's not objective. It's not informative. It is snarky and it is smug and it is syrupy and it's laden with liberal nonsense. And you're an embarrassment to a once beloved field that has now died in this country. And I sent it and I signed my name. Signed, Wendy Bell. Bloop. People are angry to see what has happened to their industry. And they are angry to see what has happened to this country. So let's hear the left. Joy Reid wearing a blonde wig, which is curious. 
because whenever she channels her hatred for white people or wants to, you know, wave the flag of racism and she's wearing a white person wig to me is sort of weird, right? But if you're losing in an argument or you're losing in a political election, hey, man, pull out that card. Except nobody's buying it anymore. That trick doesn't pick up anything or that Trump doesn't. Here's Joy Reid calling out white evangelical Christians and saying because there are so many white evangelical Christians who believe in the Lord, who believe that America is their God-given destiny and that it is theirs to protect, to enjoy, and that's racist. I want you to hear this slice of crazy. This is where we are in the media. Go. Earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st- white state. And he said the following to me Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or Mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American, is a less a less real American, then you don't care about electability. You care about what God has given. That is so dangerous. See, white evangelical Christians didn't say they believed that God intended for them to inherit this land and for black people to not. That is a very dangerous and purposefully calculated move. And everybody sees it and knows it for what it is. Joy Reid You have enjoyed every benefit. Every door has been open to you. Harvard educated. One of a very select few people in this country on national television in that chair. And she has to talk down to people and use the race card when things don't go her way. That's gross. That's Joy Reid. Rachel Maddow is perhaps even more toxic, and it's so disappointing. Again, these are highly intelligent individuals. They're not fools. But there is a liberal blueprint. And you know these people. You have them in your life, or you had them in your life. And there is a very common theme. There is a holier-than-thou, preachy tendency among these people there is a pettiness and a childishness that we hope our children grow out of on the playground in elementary school that people like Rachel Maddow never leave because it is baked into who they are and it is dangerous she wouldn't even say Donald Trump's name last night and they had to cut away they wouldn't run any of his, his victory comments. And I want you to hear 
the very disappointing explanation by likely the highest paid person at that network and MSNBC. Listen to Rachel Maddow last night. How sad. Go. I'm sorry, I just have to do a little bit of business just for a second. Um, At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, And honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy Mm -hmm. decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Isn't that just so sad? She calls him the projected winner. Can't even say his name. We can't even look at him. We can't hear what he says unless he says something uh, noteworthy, substantive or important. Sister. 51% of the people who went there to the caucuses find everything that he says substantive, important, and noteworthy. And I love that you say, this isn't about politics. You're a disgrace. And your network is an abomination. And it's a pleasure to watch you all implode. Jake Tapper not to be outdone. He's got to jump in the fray. He sounds like he, he sounds like he might cry here as CNN cuts away from Donald Trump after a few minutes. He can't take it anymore. Oh my gosh! Listen to Jake. Country, I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring thing. victory with a historically a strong showing in the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> if these numbers hold. <laughs> The biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest. A relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Jake. Jake. I'd say what happened to you, but you've always sucked. (laughs) Oh, anti-immigrant rhetoric. Do you guys feel like that's what it is when we talk about the border? Do you think that's anti-immigrant or is that pro-America? Is that reality that we have a crisis that's been imposed by these globalists purposefully? And you know the danger. You know what's at stake. And so does Jake Tapper. It is a very unfortunate personality, that liberal, predictably the white college-educated liberal snob. I can't say his name. I can't deal with it. We're not covering it. Because all he does is lie. You're going to be on the losing end of that, friends. Just check your ratings. Because you already are. Coming up, Nikki Haley. And also, Ron DeSantis. we got to talk about their responses to this. Right? It's not so much the results, it's usually the response to the results that we pay attention to. You're going to hear Nikki. Do you like what she has to say? 
And when I read you about the DeSantis camp's response to this slaughter last night named Donald Trump, what do you think about him now? Let's go there next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so I don't know how you guys feel about Nikki Haley. Uh, I, I really, I don't want her. I haven't seen anything about her that, that is exciting to me. Uh, I don't get a real vibe on America First. Uh, I don't get a vibe on MAGA. I get a, uh, I get a woman who has been told that uh, she could possibly do this. And she cannot. And anybody who has told her that is an idiot. Period. I don't like her uh, waffling on certain social issues. Dare to say what you think. Dare to be who you are. Because last time I checked, you don't set policy. Congress does that. She's not our person. She's not, she's not my vibe. I don't know what you guys think. She comes in third yesterday. On their way to New Hampshire, et cetera, et cetera. You would think we would see the writing on the wall and you would think that I would be excited. We would be excited about, you know, a female. No, no, no. See, I don't care. I don't care what you have underneath your clothes. I care who you are. And who Nikki Haley is, is somebody who really is interested in Nikki Haley. And you hear that in the soundbite last night after she was drubbed by Donald Trump, after she won one singular county in Iowa by just one vote. Donald Trump won 98 out of 99. Nikki Haley wins one by one vote. This was Nikki Haley last night. Listen to this. And as we head to New Hampshire, I have one more thing to say. Underestimate me because that's always fun. Oh, God. That is just so canned. It's so staged. It's so rehearsed. It's so dumb. I don't care if you wear heels. I don't care if you have ovaries. I don't care if you shave your legs. I care who you are. And who you are is not America first. It's just not. And by the way, when the Democrats get behind her and the Bushes get behind her, and the people of, of suck, the rhinos in the swamp, get behind her. I'm pretty sure that's all you need to know. Not who I want, not who I would ever vote for, period. I think it's interesting, though, when we consider Ron DeSantis. And I, I want to read what he thinks. Let's see. Oh, wait. And I want to read you this first, because this is a very interesting heads up. <laughs> so... If you scroll down to this one article I was on, townhall.com, and the title is, here's what Nikki Haley said after Trump's Iowa win. Okay, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. You scroll down to the bottom, though, and it's very interesting. A Des Moines Register NBC News Mediacom Iowa poll (laughs) shared that 48% of likely Republican caucus goers, obviously picking Trump, But when asked if Trump was not the nominee, let me see, where do I find this? 43% of Haley supporters said that they would vote for President Joe Biden if Trump became the nominee. Let me say that again. NBC News Des Moines Register Mediacom poll finds that 43% of Nikki Haley supporters, if she wasn't in it, 
and Donald Trump was, would vote instead for Joe Biden. Does that tell you everything that you need to know? I'm going to say yeah. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis spend a combined $72 million in Iowa to play second or third. And I think Brock had seen something. It's more than $1,000 spent per person who voted in Iowa for that loss, essentially, (laughs) which is a bummer. But come on, it's not like we didn't tell them, right? Here's Ron DeSantis's ideas. He was upset, of course, that they called the race so quickly. They called the caucus the results after 31 minutes for Donald Trump. Thought that was unfair. Can you imagine how we felt when it was clear when Fox called Arizona for Joe Biden in 2020 when we said, what in the hell is going on here? It's a different story when there is a real landslide. That's not what you're getting right now out of these folks here in the DeSantis camp. They cry election interference. Townhall.com. Here's who finished second in Iowa. Definitely Ron DeSantis. Blah, blah, blah. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at us, DeSantis said while addressing his supporters in West Des Moines late Monday night. Because of your support, in spite of all that they've thrown at us, everyone is against us. We've gotten our ticket punched out of Iowa. Does he really think he's the victim here? He's the underdog. See, this is what I can't understand. Ron, this was never your race to win. This is one person's time. The one person who was impeached not once but twice, who was indicted not once, not twice, but four times, who's got 91 ridiculous criminal charges against him, who gets 95% lousy, predictable, negative, malicious, suckworthy media coverage. How did you not read the room, yo? Who's telling you that this is your time? Everybody wants less controversy. No, they don't. Everybody wants America back. And there's a difference. And if the media, after Donald Trump wins, God willing, if the media want to continue their pile on, that is where the final cord is cut. You can't spew nonsense that nobody's paying attention to. That, my friends, will be the finest walk-away movement we have ever embarked upon. The final cord-cutting of all of these agencies of filth and lies and fake news and garbage. As we shared with you in the opening monologue, We have a wide array of sources in whom we place trust, whose shared focus is our focus. It is America first. So here's one way to unite a country, right? Go after its farmers. Germany is paying a price I don't believe the leaders there could have ever fathomed. And we're going to take you there next. It is apocalyptic what is going on in Germany. Next on the Windy Bell Radio Network.